pinkies out. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Procrastinate Podcast, episode four D four zero. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of episodes, people. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host Matthew Stein. So this week is the last time I'll be able to film my podcast in my hometown of Wabash. Well, not last time, but last time before I'm able to move into my senior house in Indianapolis, where I'll be living on my own in Indianapolis over the summer. So it's kind of my moving out, maybe kind of officially a little bit, if you will. Like, I may not fully live in my parents' house ever again. Maybe I will. We don't know where life's going to take me. But there's a possibility that this will be the last time I do, at least for the foreseeable future. So, you know, that's because of that, I want to make this episode kind of talking about this town a little bit. I'm going to talk about my week while also explaining my town and these places that I've spent time this week and how they're meaningful to me. And just kind of how my, my hometown means something to me. So we're going to get into that this week. I'm also running bare bones again this week. I don't have my mic, uh, my stand, my I, my phone stand, or my computer even. So we're running we're running bare bones here, but it's going to work out. Trust the process as per usual. Roll the intro. I'm your host, Matthew B. Stein, and this is episode 40 of the Procrastinate Podcast. Thank you so much for being... I really need to switch up my intro before the, the intro song and then after. It's very similar. I need to somehow define them and make them be different. I mean, the intro before is kind of like a summary of the whole episode, but whatever. So we start every episode off with the highs and lows of every week just because it kind of helps me set the tone for the week. Think about how my week started, like the high point and the low point. Just give us a general range of what we're working with. So the high of this week. I spent a lot of time in Wabash. I was in Fort Wayne for a little bit, but mainly in Wabash. And I spent a lot of time with my Aunt Holly, who's one of the strong women that raised me. Great lady, kind of like a second mother that I had growing up. She's my dad's younger sister. He has two younger sisters, but she's the middle one. She's only a couple years younger than my dad. She lives in town here. Uh, I helped her initially at the beginning. Of, initially at the beginning of the week by planning or putting mulch at her house with my brother. I hope we helped her out with that. Was, honestly, it went pretty quickly. It was kind of a good time. Um, also during that day, I'm, I'm, I'm just realizing this now. I thought this was over, this what I was explaining happened last week, but it did actually happen earlier this week. So when I was helping her mulch. At the end of one of those days, it was my friend Cody Beek's birthday. I talked about this on last week's episode, how that was coming up, and I was thinking a lot about it. Uh, but that happened, and there's a celebration at, like, this little farm they have that's just north of town, and or they being his parents. And it was a good time. It was, it was an emotional time, definitely. But uh, it was a good emotional time. I needed that hard reset. Because, like, for the past, like, six weeks or so, I've been thinking I could use a good cry, that's kind of an odd thing to say, but it's something that's been on my mind. I, I, since, like, school has been, like, last two weeks of school, I don't know what happened. I didn't have anything dramatic happen to me, but I was just thinking I could use a good cry. And I finally got that on Cody's birthday because I was the 17th, and that was pretty good. I really needed that. It was a hard reset that I needed to do, an emotional reset, uh, and I was glad I was able to get that in my system. And I, I helped it together most of the day, but then at the end of the day when I left them and I sat in my car, as soon as I sat in my car... I really just started weeping. I started crying just like a lit, big old baby. 
but it felt so good. And I'm glad it happened. I needed it to happen. It was really well worth it. But anyways, I was, did not initially explain, plan to explain that because in my head it happened over a week ago. But anyways, that did happen this week as well. Held my Aunt Mulch. And uh, the day before or after we started mulching, I don't remember which, my brother and I went to the Wabash County Park or Wabash City Park to play disc golf. Uh, the city park is a unique area for me. Oh, sorry. But while I was at the park, uh, we played disc golf and he threw his disc and we had to go look through in the woods. While we were looking through forth in the woods, ya boy, yours truly, got poison ivy. Hooray. Go me. I got it everywhere all over my body. I got it a little bit on my hand. I don't know if you can see it. There's some spots there. I got some on my in inner side of my finger. I got it. You can see that band-aid there. I got it on the back of my left leg, on the back of my right knee. But most importantly... I don't know if you, you can see it's red. I got it on my eye here. Luckily, I'm, and I have it under this eye here, but I have it around my eye here. And uh, this got, it got so bad that I had to go to Fort Wayne to go to ReadyMed at Parkview. I, 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 had, I got it when I was here. God, this is so unorganized. <laughs> I'm all over the place. It's so funny. It's kind of, it's kind of the fun of the podcast, though. Uh, I got it here the earliest week and I was playing disc golf with my brother and I hung around here for a couple of days and then eventually I was, I, I, it was very, it was very annoying. I didn't know, I just didn't know what it was. I figured one night I drank here with my brother, the night before we played disc golf, I, we hung out here and had a good time and I, I felt like I rubbed my eye a lot that night. So the next day when I, when I, my eye started, I started to get red, I figured it was because of that. But I think what really happened is I rubbed my eye a lot that night. And then the next day we went and played disc golf. We went through the woods and then I must have got poison ivy. And then I rubbed my eye again. And then I put poison ivy, I got po put poison ivy on my eye. And it slowly spread over my body. It became a whole mess. But I eventually went to Fort Wayne. I got the help. I needed. I kind of needed love and care from a mother. I needed the, I needed a little bit of her, her, her golden touch to take care of me. Not like my dad wasn't able to take care of me. And also I wasn't really communicating because I didn't totally know what was going on. Uh, but I wanted Fort Wayne and my mom asked me if I want to go to the doctor. She also, uh, I knew she was going to do this. I didn't say anything about it. But when I got there after like, after she looked at my face for about 30 seconds, she said, she did that thing, you know, the moms do like when they're, when they're looking at you or you're talking when you're saying hello or whatever. And they'll just like, like, uh, what is it called when you, not gleam. What is it called when you squint? Jeez. They'll squint at you. And like, she went to re put her, her, her thumb to my cheek very lovingly, like, what's that? Uh, in my head, it's like, she's saying, oh, poor baby, what's that? It's kind of funny. It's, it's a mother, a loving motherly touch. I, and I, that's why we have moms, honestly. Moms are great. But she, she, that, she noticed straight off the bat that my eye was red. And it didn't really get much better over the coming days. It did get a little less red. I ran a little puff, less puffy. I don't know, but it wasn't good. I asked my mom, I said, I want to go to the doctor. I went to the doctor. They helped me out. They put me on roids. So I'm big and strong now. I'm actually, my muscle mass has gone up 600% since they put me on roids yesterday or two days ago. And it's weird the way I have to take the, the pills. It's like descending order. I have to take three. I don't need to explain it. It's a whole thing. I'm really all over the place today, I think. But I have notes. Look, I have notes of all I wanted to talk about. I had it all laid out, but... I don't know if it just doesn't make sense to me or if something's wrong with my brain, but I can't follow this for some reason. But now we have discussed that I got roids. So what's next, Matthew? Because see, I, this is what I got to get to. I got to get to find the line between being organized and also being loose and kind of just letting it happen. Because I've, I've said in the last two episodes that I want to do that. I want it to just be me more talking rather than trying to race through the information like I feel I'm doing this week. Seems to loosen up a little bit. 
So I got Poison Ivy, but I got put on Roids, and the Roids, honestly, they've helped a lot. They've helped a lot more than I expected them to, and it's, it's kind of been a good thing. Oh my, because my eye looks so good to pair with what it used to. There's a picture, here's some pictures of me and uh, just the days as it progressed. It was pretty bad. It was really, it got really swollen and puffy. Luckily it didn't get in my eye, but it's all around my eye. I don't know how I dodged that bullet, but it locked out big time. But it was, it was really bad. I also need a haircut. I don't know if you can tell, I've been messing with my hair. I need a haircut pretty bad. It looks good, but like, it's too hot. It's just too much hair that I, that I need for this time of year. I need to get rid of it. It is kind of really at a beautiful length though. So I'm, I'm a little torn, but I don't know. I, if my hair could be this length come mid-August, that'd be good. Because this later this summer, I'm moving. I'm, well, we'll get there. I'll talk about that next week episode. We'll see. Okay. So I helped my Aunt Holly Mulch. I mentioned that. Later this week though, I revisited her. I went, it was actually last night. We're skipping some details here, but whatever. Um... We, I, I revisited her house, and her house is kind of this place, it's been there, she's lived there my whole life, just in town here by, by in, in Wabash, you know, good old hometown. Growing up, or this is actually where my dad and my aunt and uncle kind of grew up a little bit, they initially grew up in Michigan, but they moved here at a young age, and they, they lived there at this house in Wabash since my dad was, or my aunt was like six, I really don't know some age like that not young not young or not a toddler but not a like a teenager yet like middle age middle age whatever that's where they grew up but my whole life it's been my aunt holly and my grandma's house that's who's lived there and i have i just have some fun money, funny memories there because they've always lived there my whole entire life and it's always been a place that i can go kind of like a second home like if i ever wanted to or i didn't for some reason didn't want to go home or uh if if I if I if there, I needed some some other place to go, I know I knew I could always go there, and I also know my aunt Holly's garage code, so I could just get in the house and it would be great. I, I really just go there whenever I want to. It's kind of nice. I've done it. I've used it a few times. I did use it one or two times in my senior year when I just needed to go, stay away from my house, and it was pretty good. She's my aunt Holly's always been there. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, she's one of the stronger strong ladies that helped raise me, and she's always had a big influence on me. Another strong lady who helped raise me a little bit was my grandmother. When I was always go over there, I mentioned this in a couple weeks ago, but she'd always comb my hair over, give me a hard comb over. That was always funny. I always remember her wetting my hair in the bathroom and, and then combing it over with the brush that I think was from like the 1920s. <laughs> That's funny. What else happened there? I remember, uh, oh, so I used to stay there a lot of nights when I was growing up, just because like I said, my Aunt Holly is one of my favorite, one of my favorite, or probably keep it a secret, keep them on DL, but my, maybe my favorite aunt or uncle that I've had, just because she was always around, and I spent the most time with her, so it, she just, and she's amazing, she's a great lady, I love her so very much, but I, I stayed with her a lot at her house, and it was always good, we always went to like family video, and we got a movie or something uh, to watch, and we also would go to, did we go to Walmart? We would probably go to Dollar Tree and get snacks, just get like some like she let me get like two or three two, one or two candies or whatever it was so nice uh life was so pure man but i would always stay there a lot and i remember this very unique staying over there was such a unique feeling to me because we'd always go to bed she would let me stay up late with my parents would as well which always was cool to me we would go to bed at like 10 30 and to me that was super late uh <laughs> which i probably should t learn notes from take notes from her going to bed at like earlier before midnight because i should do that i should adopt that to my schedule but oh boy, <laughs> uh, 
whenever we would go to bed there, she would always leave her blinds open and open one or two of the windows, depending on how cool it was or whatever the temperature was like. And it's such a deep nostalgia feeling with me laying in her bed with the, she always had the nice comforter and she had um, a unique like old, not old style, but some, some unique artist painting above her bed of these guys playing poker or something. Uh, but the way the street lights, the orange, it was like this, this really bright, a little bit of a burnt orange light from the street lights that came in through the blinds and then onto the wall right above where I was sleeping. And you're hearing the, like the occasional motorcycle or loud car go by, maybe emergency vehicle, uh, or just if nothing was happening, just hearing the trees and the cars slowly drive by. So soothing. It really was the difference between growing up out in the farm or where I used to grow up, or used to grow up, where I grew up, because that was kind of in the city a little bit, if you will. But I used to grow up, well, we're getting here. So I'm trying to follow my plan a little bit. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So uh, I just, that's one good memory I really have of that with my aunt's house. That was so good. I love that lady so much. I was supposed to learn to sew when I was there at her house, but that didn't end up happening. I was with my little cousin, Ember. She actually painted my nails. As you can see, she, uh, she painted them purple and white. Here's a, hopefully there's a slow-mo going over this while, while, while I'm talking about this, but she, I went with them to B&K, a good restaurant here in town. It's one of the, the town favorites, if you will. And, uh, after that we were supposed to sew, didn't happen, but I got my nails painted, so it worked out. It was, it was a good time. I got my 10-year-old cousin, Ember, painted my nails. She's a great, sassy young lady. Oh boy. It was funny getting allowing her to paint my nails. She painted on it super thick, but I always like when people. I mean, I normally use pretty. I always sometimes have used painting my nails to get pretty lady and coaxing. Can't talk. In the past, I have asked pretty ladies that I know to paint my nails as a way to like make a make a move with them. Kind of, you know, you start the physical touch and you like get them in one on one situation. And I'm so good in one on one situations. You can crack jokes. But it was more fun to uh, hang out with my, my cousin Ember because she's a sassy, <laughs> sassy young lazy, lazy lady, as I mentioned. And I don't get to hang out with her much, so it was good to hang out with her. Uh, and I definitely should hang out with her more because, I don't know, it's so good. It's so good. Just love one, family members, family where it's at. I really should do a better job of hanging out with my family. And that's something that I'm, I should be really kind of serious about. I should do a better job of hanging out with family, uh, at least my like extended family. And like the Beaks family as well, I really should do a better job. And I feel bad about it sometimes. And I, I beat myself up about it because I feel bad about it. But then like, I don't know. I kind of let myself off by saying, oh, like you're Matthew and you have these things going on. And that's, it's a viable excuse, but it is only for so far. But also I know that these people are like, it's Matthew. He's doing his thing. He'll, he'll, he'll. He'll see me when I see me. Like, I get that, I get that space to be me, but I think I stretch it and I overuse it. And I really should spend more time with those loved ones like the Beaks and my Aunt Holly because, I mean, this is a weird way to put it, but I only have so much time to hang out with them. Like I said, this is potentially the last time I'm actually living full time in Wabash and Fort Wayne. So I got to use that time while I have it. And I really should be doing a better job of that. I think that's just my point that I'm trying to make instead of just repeating myself. But uh, you just gotta move with it. You gotta you gotta grow as you go forward. And I really try. 
See, as you, you can tell, I cut myself up a little bit about it because I think I should do a better job. It takes so little. And like this week was filled with time with them. And it was such a good week. And it was such a, when I hang out with them, it's so easy because they're family and you can just be yourself, like truly yourself and just be, whether I'm quiet or I'm goofy, they just kind of get it because they know me and they know my temperament and my hair just, the more I touch it, the more wild it gets. Yeah. I feel like I hinder myself sometimes when I don't allow myself to spend that time with them. Oh, whatever. I, not whatever, but that's life, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know how to close it off because I I, I'm just kind of cutting myself up about it. But you just got, like I said, you got to move with it and learn and, and do better going forward and actually try and do it, make a conservative effort to do better. Oh, boy. Various times throughout this week, I've been hanging out with my brother, Jack Stein. What a great guy. I need to have him on the podcast again, definitely. But we just making, I just mentioned this, like he's kind of filled in the gaps for me when I'm not doing, when I'm not doing these other things that I'm mentioning. And I've been like, we mulched at my aunt's house together. So we've been, we've been together even when we're doing stuff, when I'm doing stuff, right? Yeah, you get what I'm saying? I always love hanging, I like hanging out with my brother because obviously we have such common interests. We were in, in, into the so much stuff because I wanted to be him growing up for a while. And uh, it's just so good. Obviously, siblings are amazing. You have your siblings forever. You have them for life. And it's so good to spend time with my brother. Uh, I remember, here's a good transition. I hung out with my brother. I also hung out with my friend Angela. We mainly hung out today, but I hung out with my friend Angela. And we kind of hung out. We kind of, why do I keep saying kind of? We hung out, Angela and I hung out north of town at like the North Field, the, which is the high school that's on the north side of town at their, at their middle schools. Uh, we swing on the swings, we walked on the playgrounds, and that's kind of near where I grew up. That's where Jack and I grew up a little bit. We grew up in the country north of town. We lived in this nice farm town, a farmhouse, a nice white farmhouse. I'm trying to be creative with, with this episode, so hopefully you're seeing it on Google Maps now. But we grew up until I was seven years old in this nice big country house with a huge barn where there were cows. My grandpa took care of the cows, but they were there uh, with this huge barn. And it was such a great place to grow up. And as I was out there with today with Angela, I was thinking about, because we also look, my, I mentioned my grandpa, he, they lived just a little bit down the country road. And my mom, she ended up moving into that house after my parents got divorced. And uh, I ended up spending a lot of time out there. I'm at the end of my high school. So it's kind of weird for me, the different time periods that I spent there. It was kind of like before chaos, before being my childhood and the chaos being my parents' divorce eventually when I was 13 years old. Luckily, or we had moved to the golf course by then. And that house is forever marked. <laughs> forever marked with bad mojo. Bad, bad, maybe bad juju is a better, better word. What I'm, what I more mean. Anyways, then my mom's house, my grandparents' house, that's kind of there for when I was growing up a little bit, but it was always my grandparents' house. But then we lived there my, the end of my high school. And it's kind of, it's where I lived, I went through the most chaos in my life, because I've mentioned on this podcast, my senior year ended very chaotically with my depression and a whole first heartbreak. Ah, so sad. But my, that house out there, my mom's house, I was living out there while I was going through that, but I was also living out there after I got through it, once I had gone on to greener pastures and first went to college, and we moved out of there after my freshman year of college. So both of those time frames, my childhood, when I lived at the White House, that was a very peaceful time because I was a kid. I was, the world was my oyster. I could do whatever I want. There were no rules. I was just a goofy, happy-go-lucky kid. We had a big yard. We could play sports. I had a dog. I had siblings. We had barn cats. It was just 
rosy. A great time because as a kid, I had no worries. And then with my mom's house, it did start bad because it was with my parents' divorce and that was awkward there for a couple years. But once I started pending, spending time out there, I really got to, uh, I got to mature. And like I said, I went through my first heartbreak and eventually I came out of it while also living in that house. And that's where Bella and I fell in love, my dog. Uh, also where my mom and my relationship grew a lot. That's where I met Darren. Uh, it's been a lot of turning points out there and it, and it finished on a good note. After my freshman year, after I had realized the world is, my, my life is not over because I had my first heartbreak. College is great, it opened up so many doors for me. And now it's perfect. My mom's moving out after my senior year, after my freshman year, onto greener pastures, and it came out beautifully. It was like the perfect ending. And I told Angela that those, like out by Northfield and by those houses, that's like, there's like nine square miles of my comfort zone out there. Uh, yeah, it's like my true home. My peace, my peace, my soul is, is so very at peace in the country. It kind of made me realize that I really miss living in the country. I, I really, I probably, I think I'll probably come back to the country at some point. I don't know if it's at the Indiana country or somewhere else, but I'll probably come back to the country. Uh, my soul is just so at peace out there. It really, th th and that sounds kind of cheesy, but it's what I mean. Just when we were, we were driving around out there, obviously driving on country roads is so much fun, but it's just so calm. Everything is green. Everything is breathing and alive. It just feels like you can feel the deep breaths is kind of what it is. That's a good way to describe it. You can kind of feel, feel the freshness and the crispness of the air. And if you're sitting like on my mom's back porch, like in my mom's house, this has a lot of memories of it. Um, hopefully I'm, I, I should be describing some of the memories, memories to you, but I've kind of lost, obliterated the plan for this episode. Oh, well, uh, but uh, maybe I, I, I figured it out, whatever. I lost my point there, but you just, it, it's just so calm in the country. And it worked out so for well me, so well for my senior year because all my problems were in town and at school. So I could be out in the country and be separated from that. And it was like my safe zone. That's why I like it out there. It's so clean, it's so calm. There's nothing going on. You can just sit and the time goes by, pet your dogs, spend time with your loved ones a little bit, soak up the sun too. You have privacy as well, just separated from everybody. It's so good. So, so, so good. Oh boy. Do you have any, anything else to go with that? Those are kind of all the things I wanted to touch on, honestly. I do want to start, we also have the corner flag coming up. Don't, don't worry, we got you covered there. It's been a couple weeks without the corner flag. But... Let me think if there's anything else I want to add on that. I don't think so, really. Got my childhood home. Then we talked a little bit about the golf course. I only talked about my Aunt Holly's house. Talked about poison ivy. Poison ivy stinks. Don't get it on your eye, kids. Anything else you want to add on here? Not really. Got roids. I'm going to get jacked. Yeah. So... The corner flag! Whoa, whoa, woo, whoa, woo, whoa, woo. The corner flag is back, ladies and gentlemen. It is back. And it's back because this was an action-packed week of sports for Matthew Stein's life. Recently, I have become a big fan of Formula One racing, which is basically European NASCAR, and it's so much better. It's so much more refined. It's It's... The, the courses are more dynamic and they change and it's not just ovals and the racers aren't all the same 
hey Jaberba Herber, you know what I mean. They're they're European, so it's automatically cooler that way. But like, there's German racers. There's there's a guy from actually from Monaco, Monaco, which is a town in or province or whatever in Italy. There's a Japanese driver. There's Dutch drivers. There's English drivers. There's not American drivers at the moment. But there's they're they're just cool. They're European and they're cool. And I've gotten into it recently. And this weekend, actually earlier today, this Sunday, was the Monaco GP, which is the most famous Grand Prix. I would say probably most famous Grand Prix or maybe well-known Grand Prix in Formula One. It made an appearance in Iron Man 2, you know, when he he puts, he takes the thing off the ground, the, the chest plate off his ground, off the Iron Man does off the ground, and he puts it on his chest and he fights Slasher Boy. That's Mon that's in Monaco at the Monaco Grand Prix. And Max Verstappen came away with on pole position or took P1. I love talking in the in the the phrases of, of Formula One. P1, pole position, P2. Uh, it just it makes me feel like I'm a part of the sport. I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit of elitist, but yeah. Max Verstappen probably made my favorite driver. Drives for Red Bull. He came on. He came out on pole position, or finished P1, won the race, even though he started in second place because Charles Leclerc started on pole position, but his car did not start. And he races for Ferrari, and he's from Monaco. In the last four Monaco races he's had, he hasn't finished any of them in his hometown. That's pretty dramatic. And he didn't even start this one. And Monaco is a course that if you have a good start and you start in first, there's a very good chance you're going to win because it's very hard to pass on that course. It's very narrow. But he flopped it. He fluffed it again. But Lando Norris got another, another podium. He's a British driver who I really like. He drives McLaren. I really like him. He got P3, I believe. And Carlos Sainz got his second podium of his career. Spanish and drives for Ferrari. I'm really happy with this week. I, a lot of the drivers that I like finished on pole on the podium. It, it worked out really well, and Monaco's a good time. It's a beautiful course. Course, yeah, of course. Liverpool, my soccer team, and my dad brother soccer team. So that's kind of where we hang, us hanging out comes together. They were in contention. Like, there's been some drama with the Premier League table at the end of the season. Maybe they weren't going to get into Champions League football, and that's like the best league to be in. It's where the best of the best play each other for lots of money, and. Liverpool were just outside of the top four because the top four positions in the English Soccer League, they qualify for Champions League and get to play the best of the best. And Liverpool were at one point first in the league, January 1st of the year, they were first in the league, but they've slowly dropped. They've had some injuries, bouts of form up and down and everything. But it came down to today, the final day of the Premier League. They won 2-0. to zero. Sadio Mane with the brace scored two goals after he's been he admits he's had a poor year this year, but getting those two goals, he scored three goals in the last three games, I think. I, I'm glad he was the one that scored the goals. And we finished top four, finished third in the league, actually. So now we're back in Champions League football, and that's massive. Unfortunately, have to say goodbye to Genie Wijnaldum, a player who's been with us for like three or four years now, has scored two of the most important goals in Liverpool, recent Liverpool history, and possibly Liverpool history ever against Barcelona in the Champions League semifinal two years ago when we came back from 3-0 deficit to win with score four goals in one game and advance the Champions League final where we ended up winning the Champions League. Amazing. And where was I going with that? Oh, when we finished fourth, we now in Champions League football for next year. That's a huge deal. Really makes me happy. What else happened? Uh, Phil, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson was the oldest person to win a major. He won the PGA Championship today at Kiowa Island or something like that. Oldest man to win, an oldest person golfer, I think, maybe, unless a female has been older, but I don't think so. Oldest golfer to win a major. 
ever at 50 years old. Dude is ancient. It's kind of funny to me. Also, Tiger won the Masters two years ago, obviously. Everybody knows that. And he was very old and legendary. He came back, he did that. And while he got in a big injury and in a car accident a couple a couple months ago, and while he's rehabbing and all that, Phil's out here winning majors. And I kind of like that. In a weird way, it adds to the lifelong rivalry. Uh, it, that's cool to me. Also, I love Phil. He's hard not to love. I'm glad. If, if anybody's going to win, I want it to be Phil, kind of, honestly. And especially one of those old guys. Go, Phil. Proud of you. It's kinda, that's why I have this Titleist hat out here, even though he's not sponsored by Titleist, but... It's golf and stuff, you know. Go, Phil! Hurrah! And then finally, just to finish it off, I don't have much in-depth details about this, but the NBA playoffs are going on as well. Uh, it's kind of like, it doesn't, it's weird. I don't feel into the NBA playoffs, really, just because of the way the season's worked out, maybe. I don't know. The, some teams, like the, my dad mentioned this, like the Lakers started so strong to the season, but they've kind of flared off here, and they're not really threatening anymore. Uh, but then, like, the 76ers, who've been trusting the process for so long, they're looking like a squad. They're looking really good. They're up 1-0 against that basketball team that they're playing. Celtics, maybe? But Ben Simmons today had six points, but had 15 rebounds and 15 assists. Very odd stat line, but both Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid have had over 30 points, so uh, that was cool to see. And I, the 76ers could have a chance at the title. I think they could be... I mean, even though they're the one seed, they're... in. It's probably just I haven't, pay, I haven't paid attention to the NBA, but in my opinion, they're like weirdly sleepers. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. I just want to point out the NBA playoffs are starting, I guess. I don't really know. I don't have much to add. I don't care that much about it. I do a little bit, but like, nah, not that much. I hope the Suns win, honestly. I want to see Devin Booker and Chris Paul get a championship. That would be ridiculous if they could win it together. Wow. That would show the Chris Paul effect for sure. Let's think if I've said anything else to add. Poison Ivy is bad, kids. Stay away from Poison Ivy. Don't get Poison Ivy. I have it. It is not fun. It really, it, it stinks big, 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 big bad. Uh, I actually thought I had Poison Ivy on my little gonads for a little bit because they were a little extra itchy. <laughs> Dodge a bullet there. Dodge an absolute bullet there. Whew. It was, that could have been a bad, 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 bad situation, but got away unscathed, luckily. Oh, man. That would have made my life, my life a lot more dramatic. But, uh, I don't know. Hope you have a good day. I don't know. This is all I got for you. There's no feel-good article because I don't have a computer or anything. Kind of just talked about Wabash and, and sports. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot all, all over the place, and I apologize for that. But I'm tired. It's been a long day. I have poison ivy. Those are poor excuses, but that's what I got. I have been Matthew B. Stein, the host of the Procrastinate Podcast. You've been fantastic, as always. When are you never not fantastic? And uh, this has been it for this week's episode of the Procrastinate Podcast. Episode 40 of the Procrastinate Podcast is no more. Peace out. Have a good week.